Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. joining us for episode number 84 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and Co-CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer. And as we are heading into these last few months of the year, we thought it would be helpful to discuss budgeting and putting your business plan into figures. You may have completed some planning for the new year, or you may be thinking about completing some planning for the new year during this last quarter. And we want to talk about how you convert your business plan into a meaningful budget. So in order to help do that, I want to welcome one of our partners and our very own firm's budget expert and cash flow queen, as we dub her, Jamie Staley. (laughs) Thanks for the warm welcome, Megan. I appreciate it. (laughs) You're welcome. And uh, we're talking about craziness with dogs and kids and all the, the joys that we have in podcasting from home. (laughs) <laughs> but going out, you know internet going out yeah we've had some uh some fun <laughs> curveballs this morning but uh we're happy to be talking about budgeting and covering this topic like i said as we head into this last quarter of the year yep i think budgeting is really important and a lot of folks don't know it or don't believe that it really is going to make an impact because they think oh everybody knows you know, high level what the budget is or, you know, what our goals are. But it's really important to put it down on paper and really look at that from, you know, an annual perspective and then a monthly perspective and kind of gauge it throughout the year. So I think there's a lot of added value to, you know, putting pen to paper and creating an actual budget and monitoring it um, over the course of the year. So that's what we'll be chatting about more today. Yeah. And this is, you know, it's it's a very crucial topic when it comes to, your overall business plan and and strategy. And we actually covered this in episode four of our 10-part strategic planning series that we kicked our podcast off with. So if you're interested, you can go back and start there when it comes to strategic planning and how that relates to your budget. And we actually offer a freebie in that episode as well. It's It's a budgeting template. So you can download that for free at pjscpas.com forward slash four. Uh, so feel free to visit that, listen to the episode, you know, you can get kind of more of a background about how strategic planning relates to your budget and, and grab that Excel spreadsheet too. But today we're going to be talking about, you know, just some refreshers and again, bringing it back to the business plan and what you should be looking at when it comes to annual planning and and some good reminders since we haven't touched base on this topic. Now we're at episode 84. I can't believe we, we haven't it. touched back out. on budgeting since then. Yeah, that's been a long stretch. We definitely need to uh, definitely need to dive in budgeting. It's it's yeah. it's really important, and I think you know a lot of businesses might think, "Hey, I'm too small to create a budget," or "I'm the only one who really needs to know it." But if you have even a small team, it's important to get everybody on the same page. It makes them feel included in understanding why you may be making decisions like, hey, you can't spend, you know, you can't buy these things. And, you know, if you just have it all in your head and know, you know, hey, we can't spend that, 
you know, that doesn't really resonate with everybody else. Like then they can look at it like, oh, like he doesn't find that this is valuable or doesn't think my decisions or contributions are, are as meaningful and he's not listening to what I'm saying and things like that. But maybe it's just, hey, you know, we're at a point in the cash flow right now that we can't afford a new computer, or a new you know, new equipment that, you know, might be beneficial. So it's really important, especially for kind of those top level people who are in your, like maybe leadership circle, you know, to be part of those discussions and understand why you're asking them to do things or why they can't spend money so that there's more of an understanding of what's happening and like getting everybody moving in the same direction for the same goals, right? So if they all know, hey, we're trying to get, you know, this number in revenue, we're all moving in that direction or net profit, if that's more important, and you're trying to maybe create more revenue, but also pull back on your expenses so that that net income number goes up as well. You know, you just you want everybody on the same page and working towards those same goals. And even though you might be really small, you know, budgeting doesn't have to take hours and hours and months and months, you know, maybe you sit down for an afternoon and you talk with some of those manager people that are in your in your business and you just talk through, hey, what this is our revenue goal for last year. It's increased from this year because of why. And you can also get pretty detailed depending on what your revenue is. If you know that you want to increase 5%, that can be your budget. Maybe you know you're going to increase by five new clients. And I know those clients bring in 500 a month. Like you can, you know, kind of work into that revenue goal. And, you know, always look at your history, right? That's where you start. You know what you've done. And so you can start there and then look to the future. Hey, we want to improve. And what are those key areas we want to improve on? And then it's also really important to like manage that budget and how do you manage a budget? Because, you know, we can have budgets as simple as a personal budget. You know, I think we've all have experience with that and we're not always going to be on budget. We're not always going to meet all of those budget goals, but the, the point is that you have something to compare it to. Right out of college, I graduated with my CPA, right? All this financial background and moved out on my own and, you know, didn't really have a lot of history and living life. Right. So right. I do when I graduated, I would run to the ATM every time I ran out of cash, get a hundred bucks and keep living my life. Right. I needed money for the train. I needed money for lunch, go shopping, do it, all those things. Well, soon at the end of the, that next year, I was looking at my savings account. I was like, well, my savings account hasn't really gone up. That's weird. You know, I have a job. I should be, you know, making money and all that. And then Soon to find out when I started to look a little closer, I was like, oh, wow, I spend almost all of the money I make every month. <laughs> I was like, yeah. so setting those budgets, all I did was start to say, hey, I'm going to take $100 a week. And I set that budget. And some months, you know, some weeks that was fine. That, that was good. Some months but or weeks by that, you know, Wednesday, I thought, oh, shoot, I've already spent that money. It's not like I don't go and take the money, but I have a sense that, oh, you know, I'm dipping in, like I shouldn't be taking this money. So I spend it differently, right? Like I have that mindset to say, ooh, like I better be careful. I'm pulling out another 50 bucks this week. So yeah, maybe I'm not going to that fancy restaurant over the weekend because I don't have a bunch of extra money. So even if you don't hit your budget, it's at least giving you a reference point of where I'm at, where I should be at, where I'm trying to get. You're not always going to hit it, but then you have a better mindset about that and make decisions differently. And I think that's what budgeting is really trying to help you in the long run is make good decisions and better business decisions. Yeah. And I think that mindset of awareness is 
really what makes the difference too, because we spend all this time as a leadership team or as an owner creating goals for the future. Maybe it's three, three-year goals, five-year goals, 10-year goals. And we have this business plan and we have, you know, all of these ideas about where we want to take our business and our team. But when we don't link up the budget and we don't think about those other pieces of the puzzle, the business plan can come to sometimes kind of fall to the wayside and you forget about how everything works together to help you reach those goals. It's not just about marketing. It's not just about sales. It's not just about building your team. You know, it's a very interrelated web of things that have to play together and budget should be a big part of that conversation so that it doesn't get, you know, you're, you're aware of, like you said, those areas and, and where you're going to spend your money and where might need a bigger investment and where you want to save. And, you know, it's a, it's a big conversation. So not one to be taken lightly. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's, it's definitely important to have with the, you know, the key decision makers in your company, even if you're the head of you're the decision maker, you know, the ultimate decision maker, getting input from everybody else. Can we make this work with this budget? Like, what can we do? You know, it can also bring up pretty good and honest conversations like, hey, what can we do with this marketing budget? Like, here's the list of things you want me to do, but I can't do that (laughs) within this marketing budget. Like, so what are what are the three things we're going to focus on and spend the money on? Or do we need to increase the marketing budget and pull a different area down and spend less Mm -hmm. somewhere else? So I definitely think it brings a lot of good discussions to the forefront that don't always get had. And you really want to make sure that, again, everybody's working towards the same goals in the same direction. And like you said, it's all interconnected. It's not just marketing. It's not just cash. It's not just, Mm -hmm. it's all of it together. And some of that gets lost when you kind of just, you know, get into the day-to-day of of things. So that's why it's important to stop, relook at that budget after a month, after a couple of months and be like, hey, we're on budget. Oh, we're not on budget. What do we need to shift and change to get back on track? So when you're sitting down with a client as a controller, as a VCFO, how are you having those conversations when it comes to, okay, that's great. You have this fantastic business plan. What have you thought about with your budget? You know, what questions do you loop in to make them start thinking about how that relates? Yeah, we usually, with the budget discussion, we start with the main decision maker, typically, whether that's the owner, whether it's, you know, if they have a head of finance, we would, would chat with them. If we are the head of finance, we're having that discussion with the owners a lot of the times. So we start by asking them what they want, right? Like, what do you, okay, so what are your, what do you think revenue is going to look like next year? And then we question them. Is that reasonable? Are you going to really double revenue? Like, is that possible? Like we challenge them. Essentially, we really want to make those revenue goals and all of our budgets, like a little bit of a stretch, but somewhat realistic, right? You don't want to like be like, I'm going to triple my revenue, but you don't really have any plans in place that are going to bring in more clients or sell more or increase prices. Like you have to have things line up. So typically we start having those discussions and then, you know, I'll start asking questions about that. Why do you think it can be this much? Are you sure it's high enough? You, You know, maybe you need to push it depending on how they're answering. Like, oh, I think we'll do the same as this year. Maybe you need to push that a little bit. Do you have ways that you can bring in more money? Again, more clients, increased pricing, different things like that. And so we'll have those discussions. And then we kind of come around with a number for that. A lot of times I'll work with expenses. Like there's so many expenses. It's hard for an owner to sit down and like, tell me how much he thinks things are going to be. So a lot of times I'll start with 
looking at the expenses. Okay, what have we historically been spending? What's the amount? What's that percentage of the total revenue? And so I'll kind of mold together an estimated budget. And I'll look at that and I'll see if things are lining up. Then we'll go back to the owner and say, hey, here's what I'm putting together. Let's talk through these percentages. Are you going to spend more in marketing? Do we need to increase that? Do we need to decrease it? And kind of talk through those bigger number buckets. There's a lot of numbers on there. I'm not spending hours on every bucket, making sure I can divide it out by every month just exactly right. I'm trying to get a gauge for what we're going to spend in those buckets. And if this year we spent a lot for some reason that we won't be spending as much next year, we need to change that or vice versa. If you know we didn't traditionally spend a lot of marketing, but we really need to grow faster, we need to spend more money. So you need to make those adjustments. So I usually have a discussion about what those changes should be. Typically, they have new revenue numbers too after you know a week or two, like, oh, I think it should be this. So we talk right. about all those changes. And then we kind of usually after that step, that's like high level owner, like then I'll work with the team who's kind of responsible for it and be like, hey, this is your number, <laughs> right? Like marketing person, here's your number. If you have an issue with it, we need to bring in the owner and have that discussion. If you're good with it, help decide how we're going to split that month to month. You want to just say it's pretty average. We're going to spend about three grand a month and we're, we'll do that. Or we want to get real granular. You know, I leave that up to the team because they're going to be the ones responsible for answering questions like, why did, why did you not spend enough? Why did you spend over that amount? What things are happening? Right. So we bring those people in. Payroll is something usually fairly concrete. Like you at least know who's working today, you know, what they're getting paid, how many people you have if you have different departments. So you can pull together payroll estimates for the year based on what you have. If you know there's going to be an increase, I tend to just put the increase in for the whole year. You know, I have a team that they do bonuses or increases in March, and I don't want to have to like do some prorated schedule. So I just assume everybody's getting a certain percentage and we go through that. It doesn't mean they get that. It's just what we put in the budget. So we have some flexibility. Right. So we kind of work through all those things. We've got to get that detailed. And then, you know, we come up with the final. Here's the final budget. We distribute the monthly one. They all give the like final sign off or make any last changes. And then then we're done. Then we say, this is the budget for the year. No more changes. <laughs> and we're going to see you know, how we do to that budget. So your budget really becomes your business plan translated into numbers. Yes. I mean, essentially, you're yeah. looking at what are my goals for the next year? And these are the numbers I need to hit in order to achieve that. And then making sure, I think that's important too, that you mentioned that you're working with the the managers or whatever it is for each department to make sure that that's communicated with them and they understand how they're going to use it. And if there's issues, they need to communicate that. You know, it's a, it's a big conversation with multiple people. It's not just a one-time meeting that happens annually and you're done, you know, because this is something that you're going to reference all the time too, as you're working through the year to make sure that you're actually meeting those numbers. And I think that some people can forget that too, that it's not just something that, oh, okay, that's done where we can check that box. Yes. It's good. It's done, but it's going to be revisited. And then Mm -hmm. you have this benchmark, right? Like now you have this benchmark. So when you're, you know, the office manager and you've committed, I'm only going to spend $500 a month to office supplies. And then all of a sudden they're spending a thousand dollars a month and you have that discussion. Mm -hmm. Hey, why are we spending more? Did we not budget correctly? Sometimes that happens, right? We're, you know, budgeting is a very much an art 
and not an exact science. Sometimes we don't put the right. right number in for a variety of reasons. We forgot about this or, you know, last year we didn't do this and we forgot to incorporate that. So it's important to kind of talk through that. But again, hey, where can we spend less? Okay, we're going to have to spend more here. Where can we shift from? Maybe revenue is going up and it's really not a problem and you can spend that much. You know, so right. again, having the benchmark to say, here's where we thought we should be. Why are we not there? And then being able to explain why. And that's why it's important for all those department folks to understand. Here's the expectations. So if we're not meeting those, why not? And then it's not a, you know, I always have this discussion. It's not a finger pointing game. Like that's not the goal of this. The goal is to understand and do better next time and to learn, you know, and improve and to pull back if you're overspending in certain areas. So I think a lot of people get very defensive and things like that. And I'm like, that's not really the goal here. We're going to spend what we're going to (laughs) spend. We're going to, you know, but we just have to keep an eye on it because if you're not paying attention, it's easy to overspend and just get everything you think you need and you, you want. And if you have these benchmarks, like I said, you know, like who we've been overspending in marketing. No, we can't spend that extra five grand to, you know, bring the speaker in. Like that's just over the budget at this point, or, Hey, we underspent, we definitely have money. So again, those benchmarks can help lead to really good business decisions again. Yeah. I think that's important too, about the culture of not finger pointing or blaming, um, and kind of coming at it from a learner's perspective, you know, like this is a learning opportunity. What can we do and have those conversations to find the deeper meaning, not just, oh, this is your fault. We went over and then the conversation ends. Um, but when you do start straying too far from your budget there, at what point do you kind of reassess? Yeah, that's a good question because a lot of budgeting is being done in the fall of the previous year. So it's very hard to know what's happening in October, predicting what's happening next year, the whole year, right? A whole 12 months when I'm like almost 12 months out from that. Right. So that is a difficult challenge and you're never going to be right on budget. So you're making your best estimation and budget. And then I typically ride with that for at least three to six months because things change so frequently. I mean, you could probably update it for the whole year every month, but like that's just going to become too time consuming and you're not going to get as much value. So I usually ride for sure for the first quarter. Usually there's a lot going on at the end of the year in January and February. Like you don't want to be reassessing it constantly. You want to say, all right, this is where we are. Let's like take a look at it. But by mid year, it could be worthwhile to reproject for the whole year. So to stop and be like, okay, this is what actually happened for this set of months. We know we're not going to hit this number or we know we're going to go well above this number. So we need to adjust this so that everybody's expectations and those those numbers we're explaining every month. Like, why are you down from this? Like, it's the same answer over. You know, it doesn't become valuable anymore. So right. it can be helpful to reproject. Hey, we're going to take the next six months and adjust it and kind of create a projection for what we think is going to happen now. You never change your budget. Your budget is your budget. Like once that's set, it stays. So what it's kind of like a revised budget is we usually call it like a projection or reprojection. And like in different, you know, systems, like in QuickBooks, you could set a a separate projection in there and do comparisons that way. So maybe you just want to compare from projections to actual for the rest of the year, or maybe you're going to look at all of them. But it's real important to not forget about the budget because you're going to have to rebudget again. <laughs> so you want to know like, oh, we were off on office supplies. Let's make sure we don't do that again. Or, you know, whatever right. things that you've learned were not quite right. You want to take those into consideration that next fall when you're budgeting for the following year. 
So there's a lot of learnings that happen, but obviously things like we spent a lot of time in 2019 and one of my clients in December and January budgeting, teaching everyone how to budget. It was great. First go at it. And March 2020, the pandemic hit and it was all, you know, thrown out the window. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but having those budgets still really helped them because they knew where they were supposed to be. <laughs> and we're like, oh, wow, you know, like this is, you know, we had to close for two months or we had to do this, you know. So those budgets were really helpful and they were really helpful in getting some of those PPP loans that were out there and things like that. So having, a, again, it may not work out and be used for exactly what you think, but it's always helpful to have. It was a good starting point for us for the next year. We're like, all right, we're going to start back there, <laughs> see if we can hit those numbers that we had planned and move up. So you, it's really beneficial. I had several clients like so grateful that they had a budget so they could be like, well, what happens if this is zero? Like how much am I still going to have to spend if I, you know, even if I'm not bringing in a lot of revenue? So we were able to make adjustments and help them use it. So budgets even when life happens and they get thrown out the window, so to speak, they can still be valuable in helping you make good business decisions. Yeah. And I, that's, I mean, no other time has that been more apparent than now, <laughs> as far as how we can stray so far from what our plans were. Right. But yeah, so true. like you said, I mean, and we've talked about this with various parts about business, you know, having a business plan, having a strategy, having um, a marketing plan, like all of those things, having something down on paper gives you still a leg up from somebody that doesn't have anything to start from, because you can just take that and make adjustments, or you know how far off you were from where your plan was to be, you know, so I think sometimes people like to dream, right? We've got... Mm -hmm people that are very entrepreneurial. And like I said, we're going to triple our revenue next year. I'm like, you got to bring them back down. Like that can happen. It's not like no one's done it, but what are those things? Like keeping people realistic to, Hey, here's what's happening. And if you're too far out, when you budget one year, you start to look at that the next year and you're like, well, wow, we didn't make anything. That's kind of disheartening. If you can't make any of your goals, you know, and that kind of can bring the team down. Like you don't want to make it so unrealistic that you can never like, be able to celebrate that win, right? Like, oh, we hit our revenue goal this month or this quarter. So you have to have that good balance. And that's hard for a lot of entrepreneurs or visionaries who are like, oh, we're going to, we're going to kill it next year. It's going to be amazing. And like, yeah, you want that enthusiasm. And yes, you want the spirit, but you also have to just kind of, you have to be, you have to push, but you have to be realistic about what you're going to do because otherwise that becomes kind of disappointing too. I've definitely been in companies where they just throw out big numbers like we're going to do 100 million. And we're like, we never existed before. And then you spend every <laughs> month like, why did you not hit revenue budgets? Well, we were never going to hit the revenue budgets. They're just <laughs> completely unrealistic. I don't know if I can type that right. in here. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> is that gotta, acceptable to say in this review meeting? Right. <laughs> so, those are that's like kind of a balance. And again, it's helpful. Even if you do it wrong or you kind of overshoot one year, you realize, like, okay, I want to push, but I don't want to be extravagant and ridiculous just because I think we can blow it out of the water. You want to make it kind of in between a little bit of a stretch. Like, you should be able to do what you did last year, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I usually start there, but you should be able to do more than that. Right. So, and I'm sure you're, you've got plans to do more than that. So how far from, you know, how big of the jump? Are you making a 5% increase? Are you making a 10%, 30%? You know, those are all reasonable. But yeah, no matter, I feel like a lot of people are like, I don't need a budget. It'll just change. It's 
not useful, but it really is, even if you don't use it the way you think you're going to use it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because not only are you looking at that revenue side, but then what are the resources that you're utilizing to get there? And all of that is helpful too, especially, I mean, for your management team, think about them too. You're, you as the owner might have all of these ideas, but having those concrete numbers for your management team to manage everyone and have those benchmarks to help reach that similar goal. You're just communicating further, not only with a business plan, but with a budget. And here's the numbers, here's your monthly, here's, you know, what we're going to be checking in on. And this is what we're measuring by, you know, it's just uh, communicating all of that full circle and it gives them another tool to be able to help the business achieve those goals that everybody is striving toward. Exactly. Well said. (laughs) So as we wrap up here, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with when it comes to budgeting as we wrap up the year and head into, as I shudder, 2022? Oh, goodness. (laughs) Where do the the months go? Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, just reiterating the importance of having a budget, the mindset that that it can help establish in your business for yourself, for your team just having those numbers. And again, you know, just starting with the end in mind and how are you going to get there? It just, it kind of brings the business plan, the numbers, like brings it all together so that you can back up those things or be like to, to, you know, the discussion, you know, we're, you know, we're renovating offices. There's going to be more expenses. We know that that's going to happen. Our net income's not going to be as high, or we're going to capitalize a lot of these fixed assets, like what's happening and just knowing where you're going, because that can alter, you know, what those decisions are. Maybe you're not looking to grow revenue this year. Maybe you're looking to do other things. You're, you know, you don't want to grow revenue, but you want to grow your team so that you're servicing your clients in a better manner and they're getting more attention and things like that. So you've just, it all comes together because just, you know, slapping some numbers in a document isn't really budgeting, right? Like, and like you said, checking the box, well, we got a budget right? looking at it again. It's really a tool that you need to be using ongoing every month. You know, I would definitely recommend every month you're looking at it. And if it's just you on your own, again, just take a look at the numbers, see how you're trending towards those and then make business decisions. If you need to, you know, these sometimes bring up hard decisions. Maybe you're not making enough money to keep all the team you have because you can't afford it. So Sometimes these things bring uncomfortable conversations, but at the end of the day, you need to be looking at it because there's these things are going to happen and you want to have the knowledge. (laughs) So what I keep like telling, you know, my clients too, you want to have the knowledge. If you're going to have any struggles, you want to know as soon as you can. And if you just kind of wing it, you tend to find out problems right then. And now you have a problem instead of looking ahead and saying, oh, I think we're going to have a problem in a couple of months. Our revenue is not trending where it is, but our expenses are higher <laughs> than what we projected. Like that's going to cause a cash flow problem at some point. Like we need to deal right. with that today. So again, it really is about getting peace of mind and having control over what's happening because you're looking at it, you know it, you have a benchmark and you guys are, you know, the whole team is working towards that goal. So I'll just say that again. <laughs> <laughs> it's all great reasons though. Less stress, right? Overall. Yeah. I mean, that's what it generally equates to. Yes, exactly. Knowledge is power, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. We'll put that little star with the rainbow. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Our PSA of the Isn't day. It? Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
All right. So like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, you can grab your free budgeting template from pjscpas.com forward slash four. And that was episode four in our strategic planning series. And that's a great series to go back and listen to as well. It's crazy to think that we we started this podcast almost two years ago now at this point. But if you haven't listened to that, go back. It's episodes one through 10. And it's a it's a great place to kind of revisit from time to time. We break it down into different topics as far as budgeting, marketing, operations, uh, HR, a whole bunch of different things. So that's a great resource for you. And then if you are looking for somebody to have a conversation with, you know, maybe you haven't worked with a controller or CFO and you'd like to have some budgeting conversations and figure out what working with a controller or CFO would look like, reach out. We offer a free discovery call at pjscpas.com. You can sign up there or give us a call at 844-475-7272 and we'll be happy to help and, and meet with you and uh, just kind of figure out what opportunities there might be for you and, and your business to grow. Thank you so much for joining us and keep that momentum going. We'll see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.